Support for today's episode comes from Hexclad. I hosted the Jane's Beard Awards um, twice, actually. I'm, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling the truth. And Hexclad is the official cookware of the James Beard Foundation. So I was so happy to hear there are Dinners on Me sponsors. Hexclad has revolutionized the cookware industry with an all-in-one hybrid pan that gives you the convenience and cleanup of nonstick, the versatility of your grandma's cast iron, and the durability to last a lifetime. Whether you want to make that perfect steak dinner on date night or ditch that greasy pan from your college apartment, Hexclad has you covered. James Beard celebrates incredible chefs annually with their prestigious awards that I have had the privilege of handing out. Again, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying. And it's no surprise that Hexclad is their official cookware. They are a chef's dream and I, I just, I love cooking with them. I feel so professional when I do. Hexclad also has a lifetime warranty. These are literally the last set of pots and pans you will ever have to buy. Trust me when I say your partner, your family, and all your dinner guests will thank you. So, Chef, now is the time to upgrade that kitchen. For a limited time only, our listeners get 10% off their order with an exclusive link. Just head to hexclad.com slash JTF. Support our show and check them out at hexclad.com forward slash JTF. Bon appetit. Let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. Hi, it's Jesse. Today on the show, the stylish and brilliant Tracy Ellis Ross. We'll talk about finishing Blackish, her mom Diana Ross's 75th birthday party, and how she hates when a director says, cut too soon. Oh my God, I feel like somebody has interrupted an orgasm. <laughs> You're going to want to stick around for this. Today, food with a view. So listen, I'm a little scared of heights, but that didn't stop me from taking today's guest up several stories. Okay, uh, tens of several stories above the Sunset Strip for California meets Mexican fare at The Roof, a restaurant at the Edition Hotel in West Hollywood. Chef John Fraser's fare is inspired by Mexico and Southern California with items like sea bass ceviche, sweet potato taquitos, and crab nachos oozing in cheesy monet sauce. An attendant swipes me up to the roof and leads me to the patio off the lounge where there's 360-degree views from downtown LA all the way to Santa Monica. This is Dinners on Me, and I'm your host, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. The roof is where my guest met me, clad in a chartreuse sweater, black blazer, and jeans. I'm telling you this because I know you want to know. Oh, and she also had these amazing purple aviator glasses. Hello. Hi. Without further ado, you know her from Blackish, Girlfriends, and her podcast, I Am America. It's Tracy Ellis Ross. So good to see you. You too. Let me spit my gum out so I'm not like a weirdo. Just like, <laughs> I'm chomping. Do you want to put it in mommy's hand? No, no. <laughs> Now do what I do. Put it away. You're wearing a jacket. This is a parka. You were going to add something additional to this? I was going to add a parka. Wow. I get cold. I just, I'm Very, blasting this heat right at it's you. It's perfect. So if you start to resistory, just let me know. I, if my eyelashes start <laughs> <Yeah>. to curl. <laughs> Hi. Hi, love. Um, Thanks for coming. There... I was trying to remember the last time I saw you in person. Wait, no, but when was your mother's 75th? Because maybe that was She's last time I saw you. She's 79 now. 
Because that was her last big birthday party, right? Yeah, 75. So if it's, this is 2023, it was 2018. Okay. So I saw a lot of you that year. I saw a lot of you that year, and then like nothing for a while. Well, the pandemic, the panty. Officially. I did have the honor of going to your mother's 75th mm. that you invited me to. And I, I remember you texted me and I said, Tracy, I don't I don't know your mom. I've never met her. I'm obviously a fan and an admirer. But, you know, if you want to invite someone that like, you know, else, like, it's okay. And you're like, I was like, you're like, my mom's friends are all going to be there. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, that's typical. And so I, Justin, and I came I get to, to have people too. Yeah, I get to have people too. Where's my list? By okay. the way, let me just take you back to my childhood. Yeah, 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 okay. please. My mom had to have conversations with me on my sister's birthday. Why? Birthdays. She would be like, what is going on? And I'd be like, well, I don't think it's fair. Everybody's just paying attention to her. She gets all the gifts. She's my mom's like, yeah, it's her birthday. Yeah. It's her special day. You had one too. And I'm like, oh, I don't think that's fair. Oh, all the attention gets to go on Rhonda today. Okay, so Rhonda gets gifts. Mommy, I have to sit in the corner. She was like, what is I've got this sociopath as a child. Like, Every day like, should somehow involve me. Every day. Where do I fit into this? Where do I'm I sorry, fit into this? Is there is there a is this there's nothing for me? Is there no uh, gift? And then on Christmases, same thing my sister would open gifts slowly uh-huh and so i would open gifts fast in the hopes that i we both got twinsy gifts uh-huh. and i would like show her everything i got oh, like ruin her surprise <laughs> yes. oh my god it's a terrible so, child so vicious terrible child that's really funny terrible anyway oh so, yes, so yeah my mom's like, 75th yeah so i get to have people too yeah and i and i was so excited to go <laughs> and it was sort of a crazy but what i loved about it i was expecting like you, know, you go to these things it's like you know Throw a rock at a star, which it was that. But absolutely. It was but it was all, the, it felt like first and foremost, it was family, it was friends, mm. it was like real. Like mm. it, everyone felt real. Even like, like Bette Midler was there and I was like, I'm so nervous to go say hello to her. It's really an exciting And thing. she was like, so her guard was completely down because she was amongst friends mm-hmm. and you all and it just felt like a safe space and it was just so lovely and then the evening ended with all of us getting into these um shuttle vans and going to was it the palladium it was, i think it was the palladium and your mother just giving a concert for us and, and, and fans and 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 her and all of us sitting on the stage and all of you sitting on the stage mm-hmm. and it just it it filled me with so much joy i was so honored to be there Aww. I'm, I'm going to put you on blast for a split second. We took, me and Justin took a photo with you and your mother, and I still have not seen it. I don't think I've seen <laughs> And maybe yes. it was in the kill pile. Maybe yeah, you're no, like, I no. don't like it. In, in all honesty, you'll probably never see it. My mom. <laughs> I, it's I, printed. Uh, I don't think I've seen, I saw the handful of yeah, pictures yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. my mom chose, but no. Yeah. Hi. Hi, how are you? How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Are you, are you chef? I am the chef. Oh, nice Welcome meeting you. Welcome to the roof. I hope you're hungry. Yes. Um, yeah. We have a beautiful menu up here. It's uh, this um, fusion hybrid of like California, also meet, meeting uh, Latin and heavily influenced by Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love it. There was yeah. a sweet potato situation that I was told was very good. Should yes. I look? Yes. Do we know? Should we look at a menu? But look, there's carne asada. Everything is yummy. I mean, I think you should do your <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, do your thing. And then save some room for dessert. We have some. some oh, okay. Desserts. You don't forget we're in Hollywood. Yeah, we'll look at it. We'll we'll look at it and go. Look at that! It's so beautiful. How did you open this? My God! Can you imagine? (laughs) Hold on one second. (laughs) I got it. You did it. I loosened it for you. Well, okay, welcome. Thank um, you so thank much. Thank you so much. Amazing. Appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. 
Normally, chef doesn't come out. That's very, very fancy. Well, I think for you. you. I would say that was for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna beg to defer. I might have told you this before, and then it's gonna parlay into another question I have for you. But there was a point where you got up to speak, and you talked about your mom for a little while, and you say, "And Beyonce, if you're here, if you want to sing Happy Birthday." Come on down. And I laughed because I was like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm going to use that joke at my next party. And like Beyonce. And then she walked by. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And she stood as close as to your sitting my, to me right now and sang happy birthday. And I don't even remember that. Oh, my God. I do, obviously. <laughs> Let me tell you, I also remember it. And it's burned into my memory so vividly because it also includes one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. She finishes Happy Birthday, which let's all be honest, it's not a hard song to sing. Mm. And she didn't embellish it too much. Mm -hmm. She did she it. Was she, made, she was respectful. She to was the, respectful to, to the, the to, to the, the song, moment, and, to the song yeah, itself. Exactly. And you know, she, <laughs> she made the octave jump. She didn't but, like, try to uh, <laughs> try to shame the Happy Birthday song. Absolutely not. She didn't eliminate it. <laughs> and afterwards, Justin was like, "You have to say hi to her. You have to say hi to her." And it's like, "Okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it." So I walk over to her and I put my hand on her shoulder, and she turns to me. And the only thing I can think of to say to her is, beautiful, in response to her song. That's lovely. Come on, anything? Justin really? looked at me like, that's all you got was beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I put my hand on her shoulder, like, I'm gonna tell her this thing that she probably needs to hear right now oh, after singing Happy my Birthday. God. But anyone, even Beyonce wants to hear that she did something well. I guess so. I just, for I did sure. not think about it that way. I was like, there's so many other things I could have said. No, for sure. So many sure. other words I could have used. I like, it was a one word. Three syllables. No, first period, of all, it's not done. like you said killed it. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like you said beautiful. True, that's like true, a beautiful true, true. that's like a lovely thing to say to somebody. I was just I had I had a different version of how this was gonna go, and she turned around and like all the blood left my body. <laughs> and I was thinking like I was okay, to so think Tracy's of, like casually in orbit with these people. I'm not no. Yes, you are. Okay. You asked Beyonce to come down and sing a birthday I song. I think I'm having flashbacks now, and I think my mom was like you should ask her to, or something. I don't know. I, I really don't remember that moment. I don't remember saying anything when Your you mom, said that. I was like, what? Cruise director that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just so want to say, like, are there people, like, just knowing, like, how you grew up, are there people that you feel, like, the way I feel toward Beyonce? Or is it kind of like, are you desensitized to, like... I'm definitely not desensitized. I think what it is is that I have, particularly because of who my mom is, I have such a sense of... Um, no matter who people are, they're people. Mm -hmm. So I am in awe of whether it's Beyonce or Michelle Obama or my mom. There's a lot of reverence towards the magnitude of what they've either accomplished or, or mm -hmm. who they are as people. But I don't get flustered because I have such a genuine sense of like the flesh and blood of who they are. Sure. Yeah, it's something that I, I really despise in our culture, the way that we dehumanize people who are in the public eye. Right. It's just, it's not helpful. And I, it's the same thing, like putting people on a pedestal or even as a woman, like when a guy is like, you know, you're my queen. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm -hmm. I just want to be the person standing next to you. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I think that's more what it is, but you know, like I cried when I met Annie Lamott. Wow. I like literally, yeah, like, I was going to ask like, who I like, lost who it. brings you to that place? Well, Annie Lamott, I like writers. I find, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, um, I'm it blows my mind to me. I have such reverence for what people do, but I don't know. That's so interesting. But do you are feel there... like just like growing up amongst people who are such luminaries, mm. 
because I grew up exactly opposite from mm-hmm. you. Um, and sometimes like, I have a lot of friends who did grow up kind of saturated in this industry that they wanted to pursue. But I've seen <clears throat> a lot of people that are saturated in it and jaded by it. And, yes. I, and I actually, sometimes I'm like, I think there's a loss of a reverence for, mm-hmm. and a respect for, I mean, you think of my mom, she paved a road that didn't exist. Yeah. Like did not exist. Um, and was one of the people that made space for me to do what I do. Yeah. You know, um, I, I feel like that jadedness or like, I, I don't, that I don't, I don't like. Right. And I, I mean, that it, you could tell that that's not a part yeah. of your I mean, when chemistry. I, when I saw Bet at my mom's birthday, I like, I almost shit my pants. Well, I mean, surely you've been around her before, right? Not like that. Like, yeah. no, you know? And I mean, she's part of, like, it's Bette Midler. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God. Like, I get, like, bleh. it's like when I met Carol Burnett, I almost, oh, like, I, I, I just, I, know. I literally almost died. Carol Burnett and I were on a flight once together oh. and it was right after the Oscars. And so Michelle, it was like the, the, the cabin I was in was full of like All the, yes, fancy people. Yes, I know people. that. Yes. Uh-huh. It was, I was on that day. I was going yes. to the other coast and... Carol Burnett was in the cabin. She must have recognized me. From, she must Ugh. have seen an episode of Modern Family, or maybe she was a fan of it. But she gave me the biggest hug out of nowhere. And I almost, I think I did start crying. And I looked back at Michelle Williams, who I didn't know. Doesn't matter. And, and now we've become friends. But, like, we, we had never really met before. And she just looked at me and she goes, I am so jealous of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, that it is, um, I mean, what? that's such a special moment. Yeah. When you get to sort of, I don't know, I mean. But it is those, the, it, that, that moment humbled me for a lot of reasons because she's someone obviously I've looked up to for so long. Um, God, and I would home. not have had the, the courage to say like Miss Burnett. But she came but up she to she came you. to me and she took it, she took it off of me. But I, I truly feel like she came up to me because she, she wanted to, she wanted to embrace me and she it's, wanted to like oh, acknowledge so, me. And it was, it was so, I just felt that it was filled with such generosity. Oh, uh, uh, yes. I mean, I have a tendency to do a lot of this. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like I do a lot of the bowing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because there are certain people that I think that's what it is. And I, I'm one of those people also that I'm not just going to like barrel up to somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm very respectful of people's like sure. private time and space and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I walked up to at the Emmys one year. It was Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. And then um, from the show. Oh, uh, are you talking Lily Tomlin? And, and, okay, um, Lily, Jane, and Dolly. Yes. I have a photo. I almost passed out. <laughs> I have a photo of you either behind them. Shut up. I almost passed out when I, I walked up to I them. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, I literally, I was like, and I, this was one of those moments where I full on turned into like the 11-year-old Diana Ross's daughter. Uh-huh. And like, because they're my mom's peers, yes, right? Yes, sure. And so I literally was like... <laughs> I just really wanted to say hi. I'm Diana Ross's daughter. Oh my god! <laughs> the Emmys. Oh my god! I'm nominated. You're nominated. For an <laughs> <laughs> and I think I was in the same category as Lily. Yes, yes. And I was like, like a little eleven year old. I was like, I, you might know my mom. Um, she's your peer, Diana. Like I was so, and they were like, we know who you are, and I was like, oh hi. I just that couldn't, wouldn't forgive myself if I didn't say hello. I, I don't know. I cannot believe you introduced yourself. I swear to God, Ross's didn't even daughter. say my name. I don't even do that. Like, I don't, I don't, I I was 10. That is just genius. Now for a quick break, but don't go away. Next, we talk about the emotional roller coaster that happens when a TV show ends, something I can definitely relate to. 
I mean, I cried when I said it for real. I cried when I said it acting. Like, I just couldn't function. Like, I was, like, heaving. Okay, be right back. Don't you just love it when someone looks at you and says, hmm, something's different about you. What were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake than ever. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and wider for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes, and you know you can trust them because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lohm, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying, something's different about you, but in the best possible way. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Sad? Lonely? Dating life in the dumps? Want to spice things up? Well, me too! I'm Nicole Byron. I host the podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? See, listen, I have been single my whole dang life, and I can't figure out why. So on my podcast, I talk to comedians, actors, dating professionals, and even ex-lovers to discuss their dating life and figure out my own. We cover things like app dating, first date horror stories, sexcapades gone wrong. Truly, nothing is off the table. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, there's something fun for everyone. Subscribe and listen to Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with more Dinners on Me. When did your your father and mother divorce? I have no idea. You know, I, I think I was like seven. I don't know. They're, they, he's been was, in my life. He's a part yes, of my. Yes, yes, yeah. I knew that. Um, but I like I. So I don't even. I don't even know. It's there. So you took your mom's name. No. Okay, here's the story. Yeah, please tell me. My birth certificate is Tracy Joy Silverstein. Mm-hmm. Then I became Tracy Joy Ross Silverstein. Mm-hmm. I, le- I was TJRS mm-hmm. <laughs> in school. <laughs> and, and then my dad, when he married his wife, he, he's Robert Ellis Silverstein. Him and his wife are Bob and Susan Ellis. So he dropped Silverstein, we dropped Silverstein. Oh, interesting. So everybody dropped it. And I don't, there were reasons, there were things that, but it wasn't like I took my mom's name. That wasn't what it was. It was just like we all stopped using Silverstein. It does have a nice ring to it, Ross. Ross is great, but let me tell you why Ellis is in my name. It's because of my dad. So at a certain point, I, when I was joining the union, there was another Tracy Ross. Okay. The Star Search Tracy Ross. Yes. Do you remember her? I do, I do. My friend Kevin was in that early days. Uh, and was it Sam, Sam? Sam Smith. Oh. No, not Sam Smith. We did, uh, no. Sam, Sam Harris. Sam Harris. Over the, the rainbow. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> That's right, yeah. Okay. So I could either be Tracy Joy Ross mm-hmm. or I could, oh, boy, this well, is exciting. Here it exciting. comes. Oh, boy. Taki, 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 Oh. Force of 30. Thank oh my you. Gosh. Of 30, you 30. said. Oh my gosh. This looks amazing. Tuna tostada is no cilantro. Amazing. Green is not cilantro. Okay, perfect. Tuna tostada and guacamole on uh, avocado, smashed avocado. These are sweet potato taquitos with crema, pickled onions, and uh, what else? Botija mm-hmm. cheese and then uh, sea bass ceviche. And amazing. we just need now. Can we just need yeah. some like uh, share plates yeah. or something? Well, uh, but I'm going to do this. Go I for can't. it. Go uh, into it. I want one of those. Oh my God. Oh my God. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Since we're talking to a mic, let me not chew and talk. Hold on. That's delicious. Mm, my, really good. So when I joined the union, 
I put my dad's name in the middle of my name mm-hmm. because I was already known as Tracy Ross. Mm-hmm. I was already modeling as Tracy Ross. Mm-hmm. And when I put Ellis in, it was because people know I'm my mom's daughter, but when I was up on the screen, I wanted my dad to have claim to me. I love that. And and it's, it means so much. It means it, so much yeah. to me. It means so much to him. And so that's how Tracy Ellis Ross was born. I love it. But I'm really just Tracy Silverstein at heart. <laughs> 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 A little Jew from New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Justin and I have two kids. Mm-hmm. And it's always complicated with, with same-sex couples because, you know, neither one of us mm-hmm. took each other's name. So our kids take both of our names and it's like mm-hmm. this ridiculously long name I'm like oh this poor kid in school is going to so the long you have, you have both Ferguson Makita kind but of amazing it, though if I ever get married I want my husband to take my name and me to take his oh yeah yeah I want shared I love that yeah I mean hopefully it'll work for the dude <laughs> I don't know or you can combine the last names and change we could it turn it into else. like like let's pick up a, a name like Johnson so it could be Roshan <laughs> Okay, we're gonna Something workshop like that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't uh, think that? You don't think that's it? I think that might be it. Okay. So I last time I saw you, or, there's or no way I'm la- gonna be able to eat this in a nice. Since way. I've last seen you, mm-hmm. you finished Blackish. Uh huh. I rewatched your finale mm-hmm. last night. You know, with the lens of like knowing that I'm gonna be talking to you about this today. I mean, eight years. Yeah, my second eight-year show. Second eight-year show. Um, that's so interesting. What was I mean? Incredibly profound experience in something yeah. that's that monumental in your life. I mean, I didn't watch Girlfriends. I, I wasn't on my radar at that time, but blackish every episode. Mm. Like me with your show. Oh, thank you. I mean, what, what was that day like for you? That last day of, of shooting? I, my eyes were so swollen. <laughs> Trying to do that last scene was just absurd. You know, here's the thing. I had context because let me finish chewing. I'm going to let you eat and chew okay. while I say okay. this story. Because of Girlfriends, And Girlfriends ended during the writer's strike. Oh, no way. So we didn't get an end. We didn't get a wrap party. We had no idea it was ending. So there was no closure at all. Blackish, we knew it was ending. I walked into the last season with the mindset of its ending and was able to enjoy and savor every stitch of it. Mm -hmm. And that last week and then that last day, I was very present and very aware of how grateful I was for the experience and how sort of heavy-hearted I was about the fact that my daily routine from eight years was going to end. A routine that I loved. I loved going into hair and makeup. I mean, it was weird. You know, the pandemic really changed. Yeah, well, that's what you got to finish that show during the pandemic, which I thankfully you got to finish it. Yeah, Mm pre-pandemic, like hair and makeup trailer was my favorite place. All of us in there together. Mm -hmm. Music, lines running, kids, yeah, like yeah. just the, I mean, the, the mess the, of it. A lot of people don't ex- get to experience what yeah. you've experienced, but <clears throat> when you walk in, you, you know, you have these very early mornings on a mm-hmm. sitcom. You arrive at like 5.30 in the morning, 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You, you know, usually the women have to arrive <laughs> an hour before any of the um, guys Just do. be clear, Anthony took longer than me and hair Did he makeup. really? I yeah. love that tidbit. Yeah. It's That's a really great. good tidbit. That is a great tidbit. And also basically <laughs> had a facial at the end of every day. Oh, my God. They removed his makeup. In, he loves talking and about it. And skincare it's, routine. I swear to God, I've never seen anything <laughs> like it. I was like, wait, can that happen for me? Like, what's going on? Joanna Vargas rolls in. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> oh he was, it was amazing. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, these very early mornings. And so, like, you, you begin your day with this kind of, you're all kind of compacted into this this small 
trailer. Yeah. And you're getting your hair and makeup done. And it is where like the music's playing. It's where mm-hmm. you're you're having your morning coffee. It's you're where running lines. You're running you're lines. Whatever. It is, is such, you're right. It is the, it's sort of, it's the heart and soul it's of the day. It is. Yeah. And you know, as you worked with kids too. Mm-hmm. So working with kids and then, you know, yes, you guys, we see each other on camera. You, these sort of tarted up sort of beautiful versions of us, mm-hmm. but you come in early, yeah. like tired, like all of it. Yeah. It's the most intimate thing. Yeah. And I loved it. And no makeup. Nothing. Everyone's like just, as yes, raw as you just possibly as ra- be. Just not only no makeup, but just like a mess. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like a mess. And then they churn out not only happy actors, but like pretty people. Right, right, right. right, right we right. walk in yeah. like these like decrepit That's right. and then they, they churn us out. Truly. In one door, you go yes. in like, looking like a hot mess. You <laughs> yes. go out the other door not looking you completely could come in fully formed. crying, <laughs> still dealing with the night before, That's like right. whatever it is. And by the time you come out, you're ready to go act, you yeah. know, and be yeah. be on. There's a, a scene in that, that last episode, mm. though, that just struck me so much watching it as second time last night. Was it was walking through the house? Yes. So in, in the last episode of, of Blackish, uh, the family decides to, to move and they go through the house. And it, ironically, we, we had similar endings because I've also moved in, my, in the finale of my episode. Or my, my last I want to hear about your last I will what definitely. That, okay. But, um, you know, you're talking about moving on, how many memories were had here. And I know that in your, your mind, you're also thinking about the eight, the real the eight year experience mm-hmm. that you had on the show. And it's impossible not to get welled up when when you watch that. So we had a couple a couple of behind the scenes things on that. Um, one, um, some of the lines were actually taken from. There was a an interview we did when we were doing all the stuff to end the show, mm-hmm. and there were just some things that Anthony and I personally said to each other mm-hmm. that they wrote into that dialogue. Oh, that. I mean, I, I cried when I said it for real. I cried when I said it acting. Like, sure. I just couldn't, I couldn't function. Like, I was, sure. like, heaving. What was your last day like? I mean, similar in the last episode of, of my show, I also decided, our family decides to move. So we had a similar experience of, like, having a set that, that was, you know, we lived in every day for 11 years that was full of things and art de- decoration, mm-hmm. and, and it was completely bare bones. Oh. And that alone is just, just seeing the image of that is, is very devastating. What is happening with this? What is going on? We're looking at a nacho situation. What did you just pour What's on happening? there? These are our crab nachos. Holy oh shitters. Why not? Uh, instead of regular nachos, with Dungeness crab, local from California. Uh, There's a goal. A cheese, uh, uh, Mornay cheese sauce. It's amazing. What did you say? Mornay. It's a Mornay, it's a Mornay, <laughs> Mornay cheese sauce. Okay. We're a little luxurious. With that's that's the name I used to strip under. <laughs> <laughs> Morning cheese. cheese sauce. <laughs> <laughs> What's your stripper name? Morning what? cheese. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Um, okay, that's so it. keep telling me about your last. And I mean, for us, it was it was that thing where, like, you know, it felt like a wedding and a funeral all at the same time. Mm-hmm. People were you know, people from. You know the the fifteenth floor of the building that that you know we never would see the executives. They all sort of came down. It's like everyone wanted to like pay their respects to this mm-hmm. thing that mm-hmm. we created together for eleven years, and um, the mind-boggling success that was Modern Family <laughs> <laughs> that the Blackish got lucky enough to be in your oh please your, we were your, in a comedy block together. your wake yeah we were in a comedy block together we loved it. But what I, I took away from it was in the last scene we shot it was it was the entire cast, but there was just we were constantly pumping the brakes, mm. like delaying this, delaying this, delaying this. There was a point where like, we just refused to shoot the last oh God, like half page. 
and the crew was like singing songs to us. Oh my god! Sophia was drinking tequila out of a flask <laughs> to like kind of probably numb the emotion. <laughs> and finally, it was like our director came in. She's like, "Okay, you guys, we gotta. It's getting late. Like, you know, people like want to go home." And and really, no one did. I mean, we all kind of wanted to stay there. But we ended up having to finally shoot this last scene, and it was. But it was like once we. Once we say these last words, it's really it's over. It's over. Oh, I know. And you're just trying to hold on to it for a little while longer. Ed O'Neill and was like, "Let's can we wrap this up, please? It's hilarious. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else. I loved going to work. Yeah. For eight years. Yeah. Even with all the difficulty or the more, you know, whatever it was, or the moments that were difficult or hard mm-hmm. or whatever, it was a wonderful place to work. Yeah. So, you know, we would spend, I mean, there were times, 14-hour day, five days a week with a group of people that you are working with your colleagues, mm. you know, and and also the unsung heroes, honestly, of our shows are the camera people. Right. Because they literally could not catch the magic. Yeah. Like the moments when it comes, I mean, you've had camera people that don't catch it. Yes. And you're just like, what? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, but but with or that cru- know how to if stay you say with a you? crew's been with you, you said that your entire crew's yes. been with you for the entire years. So they really do learn. Yeah, like they Jens. They become an extension of they you. They become an extension. Like Jens would know, even if a director sometimes would say cut a new director that was on set or something, mm-hmm. he would stay with us because me and Anthony, after a scene ended, mm-hmm. that's when so much would happen. Right. Um, and so, like, I would get so annoyed. <laughs> it would feel like um, somebody, excuse me, interrupting an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> but if they say cut while Anthony and I are in the yes. magic or when they just want to do a pickup, but somehow like, okay, so sometimes for people that don't know, you do a scene and then like maybe a line gets mm-hmm. messed up or a word right. gets messed up or whatever. And you so a director will go back to just do a pickup. You won't do the entire right. scene. But sometimes you go back to do a pickup and somehow the energy of it is like a great mm-hmm. take and mm-hmm. you just want to keep it going. Yep. And my least favorite thing in the world is when you hear cut, when the energy is there. That's right. Oh my God, I feel like somebody has interrupted an orgasm. (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And our camera guys sometimes would know and they would would stick with us, Yeah, yeah, you know? That's, I mean, that, that's great that you had that group of people around that protect yeah. that work because that was magic. Yeah. One thing, I, 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 if I could have a little peek behind the curtain on Please. just one moment of your finale. Yeah. It ends with this amazing ah. parade down the street. And it's the street is full of people that are obviously, it's way more than just the cast. Was that your entire crew? That was our entire crew. I knew it. Yeah. That's beautiful. And we did not do that the last day. It was crew. It was parents. It was, it was just oh, everybody. Oh, no way. It was everybody. Oh, that's beautiful. It was everybody. It was accounting. It was it, it was everybody. Oh my God, that makes me so happy. It was I, that was a magic that's, day. That is magic. And I also just oh, uh, that was listen, a magic I mean, day. There are there are shows that you know, last episodes are just incredibly hard. You, you know, the one that you, I always you, remember is Six yes, Feet Under. Six Feet Under was very well done. Uh, Cheers was very well uh-huh, done. Uh-huh. But it's you know, you you have an audience with you for so long and you owe them this closure. Mm. And Endings can be very polarizing. And what I loved about yours was it not only gave us such satisfaction, but you could tell that it gave your, your crew That's and your really cast nice. so much I'm, satisfaction. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, it, did. it really did. That was a really special day. Yeah. Some people that had gone but came, and came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really special. I also did something. I had uh, the Women of Blackish Dinner. Mm-hmm. And all of crew, cast, everybody, but all the Women of Blackish, we all went to dinner and... 
um, it was really special. The people that you never see or touch, you know, but everybody was there. It really is amazing to me how you create a family. Yeah. Um, and, and how much, and then you disappear and you don't see people again. Yeah. I just, I was shooting a movie and one of our crew members like pulled his mask down and he was like, it's me. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing here? Have you been here the whole time? And I know you're here. He's I like, know. I'm just here for today. I was like, what the fuck? He said, let me hug. I said, like, give me a hug. He said, I'm not allowed to hug you. I was like, fuck that shit. Give me a hug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like seeing an old uncle. It's, like, it's crazy exciting. Yeah, I've run into a few of our, our, mm-hmm. our crew members and other things mm-hmm. and it's just, it's the amazing. amount of joy that brings me. Amazing. And like, I was like, oh, here's my safety net. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. It's great. You also realize, you know, the crew, they see it all. Yeah, no, they do. They see it all. They, they see, because see- they, they, you know, they're, they're with you when the camera's off. Mm-hmm. They're, with, they're with you when you're frustrated mm-hmm. with the script. They're with you when you're having a disagreement with your castmate. Yep. They see it all. They see it all. It, they're like therapists. Yes, and they stay um, the best crew members stay neutral but they're mm-hmm. totally present with you. That's right. It's a really interesting role That's and right. they're pivotal. Like it's just the environment is created by all of that. Well, and it needs to be a safe space mm-hmm. and that's something that's very hard to create mm-hmm. um, with people who don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And you know, there are people in this industry who have been doing this for a very long time and they understand that they have to create the space that the actors can feel safe in. They can feel safe venting in because mm-hmm. it is an artistic thing and yeah. we are we are communicating with one another yeah. and we are we are um, <laughs> figuring things out together and it's a collaboration and sometimes that that causes tension. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a it part of it. And it's just a part of it. It doesn't mean that you're difficult. Nope. It doesn't mean that you um, are you're And we hard all to have different with. ways of Absolutely. doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. I and mean, it was interesting too because, you know, um, I one of our camera guys, our A camera He also, you know, everybody has a different personality, right? Mm -hmm. And so there was also a thing, like, I was like, Jens is not happy. Like, you would do a take, and Jens would be like, (laughs) or he would push the camera. Like, (laughs) like, like, get rid of it. Yeah, and I could see it out of the corner of my eye, and I'd be like, Anthony, mm -mm, Jens isn't happy. Something's not working. Something's not working for Jens. (laughs) We got to fix this. But we're all in it together, you know? I don't know. I love it. I love what I do. I love it. I mean, there's a lot of things I do. I have a hair company and uh, lots of different things. Pattern, yeah. Um, but the the work when it is just magical. Yeah. I mean, even this movie I just did, the fun moments, you know, once they say that A word, that A word is spectacular. Once yeah. that action, excuse us, we're, we're shooting. We're on a rooftop right now, if, if you, don't you haven't heard. Yeah. So there's a, there's a jet. <laughs> <laughs> Paparazzi. Oh my God. You know, it must be for me. <laughs> no way. I did a, I did a film with someone. I know. You told me this story. <laughs> <laughs> and every time a helicopter or even a bird went over by, <laughs> over top. Oh my God, it's paparazzi. I'm like, hmm. I don't think, I think it's just someone traveling. <laughs> I think it might be just a, I don't know, a traveler. Yeah. Or maybe the police. I we would don't always, know. every time we'd have a, a jet interrupt our shooting, we're like, Sophia, your ride's here. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but she would all lean into it too. <laughs> She's like, that's amazing. She's like, oh, yes, tell him to wait. Um, <laughs> just loved it. One more quick break. Coming up, we'll talk about aging in the film industry. We get into it. Okay, be right back. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. 
I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Morocco, food director of Bon Appetit and Epicurious, and this is Dinner SOS, a new podcast from Bon Appetit. On each episode, we'll take a call from a home cook facing a real dinner emergency. Then I'll work with one of our editors or someone from our amazing test kitchen to try and solve it. Because cooking for the people you love should inspire joy without a side of stress. Make sure you're following Dinner SOS wherever you're listening now. We're back with more Dinners on Me. Hmm, there's more food coming. I will totally be back for that. That is out of control. It's uh, insane. The crab, what is it, the crab nacho? Crab but the, what kind of cheese again? More, it's Mornay sauce. Mo- How would I have forgotten? It's my, it's, it's it's my more, dance. It's my, Mornay sauce. My, my stripper name. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. How, how did I forget? This is the fish taco. This is the fish taco. Uh, we, instead of deep frying what everybody expects, we're mm. doing much more clean flavor mm. and not in just searing, crispy mm. skin. Uh, and that's served on a, a blue corn tortilla. Amazing. And these are our carne asada tacos. Amazing. Enjoy. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Something that you have... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you are doing so many things after Blackish, and I, but the one thing I really want to actually, if I could talk to you about it, yeah. is um, I Am America. Yes. Which I f- fucking am obsessed with. You are an executive producer on mm-hmm. it. Um, you're a writer on it. Mm-hmm. You kind of bookend these episodes mm-hmm. with beautiful introspection. And first of all, it's a 10-part anthology, anthology series. series mm-hmm. And you cover nine different people. Mm-hmm. So the series is called I Am America. The name was a play on Langston Hughes' I Too Sing America. Mm. And this idea that there is an America and an American that I know, that I experience, that I see, that I don't think we talk enough about. Mm -hmm. That people who are looking for a sense of belonging and in turn end up creating belonging for so many more than just themselves. Mm -hmm. People who have a sense of resilience and create a version of success that allows them to claim their own identity outside of what our country tells them they should be. Right. Anyway, incredible, incredible human beings. Incredible stories. And so part of what was really intentional and that I was interested in doing is really creating a space where people could tell their own stories, where I wasn't interpreting people's stories, but I was giving space for their voice to narrate themselves. Mm -hmm. And then that I would create context around that. Because I think so often black and brown stories and experiences are decontextualized in this country and we are siloed off in a way that we don't see how we all connect and how we're all the same and where the humanity coincides and intersects for each of us, but also where the differences lie and how the system is um, not creating a space for winning. Um, I can't recommend it enough. What I'm just blown away by, you know, listening to you (laughs) introduce these episodes and then come back and sort of walk us through what we've just listened to. Mm. I was like, oh, can Tracy read me everything at all times? <laughs> Your voice is just so soothing. It's like, a, if that I could get like the hilarious. sound machine version of you just like I feel reading like me to bed every night. That is hilarious. Truly. <laughs> 
coming. Is there more coming? There's more coming. Oh my Doesn't god, okay, stop. but it's dessert. It's a parade of things. These are our churros with the spice. Holy moly. What is that thing? What is a pile of what? Cinco leches cake. If you're familiar with the tres leches cake. Yes, of course. Wow. He's like, no, we're doing five. I will have to try that. Fresh whipped cream. Holy moly. Oh my god. It's one of our favorites. That's unbelievable. That sounds insane. That's it, unless if you're still hungry. No! No! Stop! No. Beautiful. I will be back for these yummies. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. It's hard to eat and talk, especially talk with a microphone. But it's good because you're supposed to eat slow. You know, you're meant to eat slow. You're also not supposed to chew and talk. Yeah, well, that's true. It's hard. I think someone will. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm judging Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Very much so. Also something I don't think I've never told you that I appreciate so much is like the way you have, it's different for women than it is for men mm. in this industry. I'm a few years younger than you, not too many. Mm. You know, ex experiencing aging, experiencing yeah. what it means to sort of transition to this new place. I played a father for, you know, 11 years. And I was like, oh, that's something, when I, got the role on Modern Family. It's like, oh, no, I'm too young for this. I'm too young oh. to be a dad. Oh, I had that whole oh, thing. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah. well, then the world's going to see me as a mother. Exactly. Of <laughs> and now it's like only father roles, you know, and I'm so like, funny. okay, well, that's where I'm at. I, I just, I really appreciate, and I have kind of looked to you at times like this, so like you have embraced aging and you've just accepted all that in a very gracious way. Mm. I'm so grateful for all that I've gained at yeah. this age. I think mind, uh, um, age is like an energy. It's, you know, I mean, people, my favorite is, you know, the young gentlemen's that I date and they're like, it's nothing but an age ain't nothing but a number. I'm like, yeah, you say that because <laughs> it's a smaller number, yo. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it's a number and like a lot of years difference. Do you okay? tend to date younger men? I do. Okay. Um, some of that is because the toxic masculinity that is so ingrained in my age group, mm -hmm. I, I like, I literally cannot participate. Oh, interesting. In. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that it's everywhere. And I do also date people that are my age, and I date people for all very different reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the people you go to dinner with, the people you have sex with, sure. the people that you might be potential partners, sure. and so they all kind of have different things, but I don't know. It's so interesting to me. Turning 50 has been really interesting. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. Wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm knocking on that. I have, I'm 47. I'm, I'll be 48 in October. So yeah, I'm, I'm October right there. What? October 22nd. Oh, I think we went through this. Yeah. You're right on the cusp. I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. 29th. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I work on a daily basis with you know, embracing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I was laying in bed the other day and I went to something was like tickling or itching my leg. And I was like, what is that? I was like, oh, just my leg just hanging off of my body. It's just, it's just my flapping skin. Just, just like, you know when you cook chicken so much that you hold the bone and the, the meat just falls off? Yeah, it was like, I didn't even feel like it was attached to me. I was like, what is that? Well, it's just my inner thigh. It's insane. So I did want to say, I have this another anecdote I want to talk to you about. I think you might find it funny. So I was, in my research, I, I see that you have eight NAACP awards. I believe it's nine. Is it nine now? It might be nine. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. It's such a high number. This is something we have in common. I you, also... How many NAACPs do you have? I have one. Shut the fuck up. That's I have amazing. One. <laughs> had. I will say had. Let me explain. You gave it back? Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> so somehow, Kim Fields... NAACP award was found in a place it shouldn't have been. I don't know if it was in a trash bin, but it was somewhere where it was just found. 
Okay. And my good friend, let me hold this for you while you go for that five leches cake. Oh my God. I'm my sh- friend Todd Hawkins, who's a very close friend of mine, who also happens to be my my husband's uh, college roommate, mm-hmm. is the president of the African American Museum here in LA. Amazing. So whoever found this NAACP Returned award- Returned it there. For, for Kim Fields, gave it to Todd saying, I don't know, can the, the, maybe this can live in the museum and it can be a part of and like- it this said is, Kim Fields it on it. It said Kim Fields on it. Yeah, it was no, no doubt it was Kim Fields. And so he's like, sure, I'll take it. And he had it in his car. Then the pandemic hit. And Todd was like, called Justin and I and said, I I can't boil water. Like, I have to come live with you. Like, I'll come live with you for a few weeks. And like, so you'll have to take care of me. This is amazing. So he came to live with us. And with him, he like unpacked everything. And was just- Here comes his NAACP award. (laughs) He was having his (laughs) trunk to take back to the museum. And so I put it up on my on your shelf <laughs> with all my other awards. Oh, my God. So it was like a few SAGs. I had, you know, my HRC awards, my Human Rights Campaign Award, some stuff from GLAAD. And then my and NAAC. NAAC. And people that came over were like, well, Jesse's very well-rounded, you know. <laughs> and I completely forgot about it. I kind of forgot. It. I just I've, I stopped kind of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't realize I had it any longer. And then, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That cake is amazing. That's insane. Okay. Fast forward, I'm doing this play in New York. <laughs> Take me out. I come out the stage door, and Kim Fields is there. I'm dead. This and she's is like, such a good I story. am such a. F- and she's like, I love the show. And I'm like, I am such a fan of you. I love Facts of Life. Like, la, 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 la. Yeah. It's going on. I was like, also. <laughs> Another thing. Another quick thing. I have your NAACP <laughs> award oh in my God. house. Oh my Would you like it back? And she's like, yes, 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 yes. So she's like, DM me. Did she on- tell you how it ended up? No, I didn't. I, I, I'm so curious. I wonder if she knows. I don't know if she knows. I was like, was it stolen? So in preparation for this, I told Todd, I was like, just, just tell me the story again so I make sure I have all the facts right. My friend Todd, who is yes. the president of the African American mm-hmm. Museum. And so he told me again. And I was like, and you got it back to her, right? He says, no, it's still in my house. I'm like, get Kim her award. Her, give, give her the NAACP. Wait, this is amazing. And so I, now he really has a fire under him because I'm like, I'm talking about it with Tracy. Oh my God. And so if Kim Fields somehow listens to this or has someone who listens to it. she still doesn't have her award. And she doesn't have it, it's on you, Todd. We're, we're going to be like, Todd, you've stolen it. <laughs> now you are the culprit. That's Isn't the most that amazing great? thing. We should, you know what we should do is like, there should be like a um, award swap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just like Just randomly, like I have, like, I have, Meryl, I should have like Silkwood. I should I have Glads yeah, yeah, like yeah. in my in yeah, 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 on yeah. my decoration. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Amazing. Why not? And, and you have you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm very well rounded, <laughs> very well. I know it says Jesse. It's me. It's me. <laughs> oh God, so that's something that's fantastic. We had, we had in common. I almost lost my Golden Globe. Did you really? Mm-hmm. The night of the Globes, that I first of all, the one time I went. And one. Yeah. I thought you won twice. Did you? Oh, the second time. Yeah, yes, okay, I did. Yeah, okay, okay. okay, okay. Yes, I did. The, that was the Me Too year. The Time's Up year. Right, 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 right. The second time. So I went after and changed in the bathroom right there off of the room mm-hmm. into my after-party look. Mm-hmm. In the hotel, did it there in the room that... You left your award there. I left it in the toilet. <laughs> How did it come back to left you? Left it in the toilet. <laughs> and then walked out. Tried to get back in. Security would not oh, let me back in. you realized in. You'd lo- you left it. Again. Yeah. I was like, I, I, you know how when you go to the like, airport, when like you're on your way to the airport, you, yeah, you're like, bah, 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 yeah, yeah, what yeah. do I have? I don't know. I'm going to. And I was like, oh, I don't have the award. Oh, <laughs> so we, 
had to stand in the lobby. The entire hotel security was like everybody. Yeah. And finally, like 20 minutes later, me, I am wearing a satin dress and sweating profusely, yeah. like flop sweat sweating. Yeah. yeah. And finally, they bring it back to me. And I was like, thank you. You win it and you lose it. Yeah, yeah, immediately. Immediately. That is amazing. I, I When Jane Lynch was hosting the Emmy Awards, Justin and I were leaving um, the awards with her. And she realized at that moment that she had lost... The big diamond One of the earrings. diamond earrings. You're lent a lot of these things. Yes, to and, wear, and usually And usually you, they come with a security guard yeah, that or, follows you around. Or you have to remember, I learned this the hard way, to take out a little bit of extra insurance. Ah. Which I did not know early on in my career. I Lost a ring. I don't think Jane did either. And had to pay for it. You had to pay for it. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. That is insane. I didn't know you had to pay for it mm-hmm. if you lost it. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know that now I have an insurance, but like I'm protected sure, and sure, sure. my you stylist have a, yeah. takes mm-hmm. has insurance as well. Yeah. And I learned the hard way. Oh, wow, Trace. Oh, yeah. my God. Love, I thank you for doing this. This is so much fun. I, and I got to eat yummy. You got to eat a little something. I fed you. I remember the first time I met you. I remember the first time I met you, too. Where was it? Outside of Equinox? That's right. That's right. <laughs> At the newsstand. That's right. With that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then, like, we weren't like friends then. I think that was just like meeting you. I remember going home and be like, I just fucking met Jesse Jackson. Oh person. my I was god! Like, what the fuck? It was so I cool. felt the same way. But then the first time I like really was like brave enough to come say hi to you is after like an Emmy Awards. It was it was an outdoor party. There was great food trucks everywhere, and you were sitting oh, by yourself. Oh, we were yourself. at the John and Vinny party. That's it right. was Jimmy Kimmel's party. That's right. Yeah. And uh, you were sitting by yourself, and I was like, I'm going, I'm going in, I'm going in. I love in. it. And that was like the first time I was brave enough to actually like, kind of just like chat with you one-on-one. And I'm so glad I did that. And I'm so glad that we've become friends. Me and too. I adore you so much. Right back at you. Oh, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. I always love seeing her. She's one of those people I was like, when I first met her, I was like, oh my gosh, she is so cool. I want to be her friend. And then I actually became friends with her. And then she exceeded all my expectations. She's wise and she's funny and she has such a good heart. And for someone who has grown up in the industry amongst Hollywood royalty, she is so grounded and she's so aware. And in my opinion, she's a legend in her own right. Next week on Dinners on Me, I talk about the theater, grief, and what to do when you're just a little too stoned at a dinner party with one of my favorite New Yorkers, Jim Parsons. Listen to even more episodes of Dinners on Me on Amazon Music. And if you don't want to wait until next week to listen, you can download that episode right now by subscribing to Dinners on Me Plus. As a subscriber, you not only get access to new episodes one week early, you'll also be able to listen to them completely ad-free. Just click Try Free at the top of the Dinners on Me show page on Apple Podcasts to start your free trial today. Dinners on Me is a production of Neon Hum Media, Sony Music Entertainment, and A Kid Named Beckett Productions. It's hosted by yours truly. It's executive produced by me and Jonathan Hirsch. Our showrunner is Joanna Clay. Chloe Chobel is our associate producer. Hans Dale She composes our theme music. Our head of production is Sammy Allison. Special thanks to Alexis Martinez and Justin Makita. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Join me next week. <laughs>